All right, welcome to the e-commerce growth series. My name is Ronald Dodd, Chief Marketing Officer and Partner at Visitor. Here today with another episode of the e-commerce growth series where I talk to Kate Began and Aaron Bruner at Polycase. Both are in charge of the e-commerce marketing division, and we had a fantastic discussion around 28 minutes focused on how Polycase grew online as a B2B merchant. Polycase is a true 100% all online B2B business, which is very rare. They used to be catalog and seeing them 100% online is a really cool thing to see. I've known both of them for about two and a half years now and seeing them grow over the past two and a half years has been really fun to see and really excited for them to talk a little bit about what those experiences have been like. We discussed a number of things today, such as what it was like going from a non-e-commerce in marketing background and how to learn on the fly, what it was like building a website. And a little spoiler, they took their time and the process almost took two years, but it was wildly successful. We discussed the complexities of being a B2B merchant online and managing a complex customer acquisition model where you have samples and higher purchase items later in a very long sales cycle. We talked about how to educate customers and internal team members on how to use the website. It's probably one of my favorite things to talk to them about. We talked about conversion rates and a really cool thing I haven't ever thought of about how to give the right information and making sure that you're really serving them the right stuff when they're looking for you uh, to improve your conversion rate. And finally, we wrapped it up with some talk about the future of e-commerce and B2B e-commerce. All right. Enjoy. Thank you for joining us, Katie and Aaron. Katie, tell us a little bit more about yourselves and how you came to Polycase. Sure. My name's Aaron Bruner. Um, I'm a marketing analyst here at Polycase. I've been with the company for nine years. Um, I came into my role here actually with split duties. I was working part-time customer service and sales and part-time web marketing, um, it was actually very helpful for me to learn the product line that way, actually, too, because each role played off itself well. Um, then when Kate took over as sales and marketing director, she really saw the need for more full-time focus on marketing. Um, so that's now where I spend 100% of my time with Kate. I'm Kate Began. I'm the marketing director here at Polycase. I joined the Polycase team around four years ago. When I first started, I was doing kind of a variety of roles, um, but decided to focus more on the marketing aspect. My background is actually in finance, um, but it plays in well because marketing now is very data-driven. So it all kind of plays together. Yeah, great, Kate. And one thing that I liked, you know, when we talked pre-show is that Polycase is a family business. Is that correct? Yes, it is. My dad started the company over 30 years ago. We actually just had our anniversary in May. Great. And can you tell the audience a little bit about Polycase? Yes. So Polycase um, is a manufacturer. We make enclosures that house electronics and electrical equipment. Um, so we have a proprietary line of enclosures that we sell basically off the shelf stock enclosures. And then we have secondary services to customize those stock enclosures. So we'll do CNC machining or digital printing. Um, it's a little bit unique because electronics are used in virtually any industry. So they're used a lot for control boxes, sensors, telecommunications, agriculture, really a variety of industries. So we're not as much industry specific um, as a lot of B2B businesses are, especially. Great. That's exciting. It's very impressive to be a uh, 30-year-old business that's now fully e-commerce. You all are fully e-commerce. Am I correct in that? And you used to be a catalog business? Yes, we started as a catalog business. We are a manufacturing company, but we sell direct to the consumer. 
Um, and so we started as a catalog business. And through the years, we were really one of the first in the industry to get a website and then to start doing e-commerce. Part of that just because um, we sell to a lot of engineers and product developers. And you know we wanted to keep up with the trends for them and continue to innovate and provide that information right there online. Um, as e-commerce continued to grow, uh, we shifted away from catalogs because it wasn't really necessary anymore. And we found that most people liked having the information online and being able to update it. Um, so our last catalog was probably 11 years ago or so. Um, and now we're pretty much all online. Great. And something that I love about both of you all is you really didn't come from backgrounds in marketing or really e-commerce. So how are you able to really gain this knowledge in e-commerce marketing and learn so quickly? Yeah, so I didn't really have a ton of e-commerce knowledge or experience specifically coming to Polycase. Um, so I sort of learned as I grew with the company. Um, early on, we really leaned heavily on our partners um, to guide us in our PPC and SEO efforts. Um, then we eventually realized we, we really should have a better understanding of how this stuff works for ourselves. So one, we can know if our marketing partners are making the right decisions for our business. And two, so we can ultimately help and guide them in the right direction. We really just learned along the way, um, a lot of research, a lot of books and articles and relying on our partnership with Visitor um, to continue to learn and uh, kind of hone that knowledge. There's a lot of information out there on e-commerce and on SEO and PPC. So just took advantage of as many resources as we could to really um, be a better partner uh, with our vendors, basically. And provide the business sense um, because we know our business really well and they know SEO and PPC. So when we know more about SEO and PPC, we can really leverage our knowledge with theirs and have a much better partnership. I read so much about how, uh, you know, merchants that are just starting out, especially in B2B, they want to just outsource everything immediately um, without kind of gaining a like baseline knowledge of a certain, you know, field like SEO or paid advertising. Would you recommend that, you know, B2B merchants out there start to just do it a little bit themselves to learn it um, or kind of go full, fully on board with a partner as soon as they can? I think it's it kind of depends on your business situation, obviously. For us, our website and um, SEO and PPC are critical for our business. We don't have an outside sales force. It's all inbound via marketing and our website. So for us, having a partner to work with and guide us and have that expertise was definitely critical just because it, it's the lifeline of our business. Um, it's how we grow. So I think having a partner has always been critical for us, but it doesn't mean that we should not understand it. Um, the more we know, like I said, the better, the more valuable we are to our partner and the more they can leverage our business knowledge. So I think having the expertise is very important, but understanding it to better guide the decisions is also equally important. And for someone that's new in e-commerce and even really digital marketing, are there any specific resources or things you suggest for them to learn? Um, yeah, I would say one, get to know your website's platform and use it as a tool to grow your business online. Um, and two, like Kate mentioned, it's important to align yourself with a, a knowledgeable SEO and PPC partner like Visitor to help gain insight on the digital marketing landscape. 
And it can be challenging because there are so many resources out there and some of them are not as high quality as others, obviously. So I think finding the ones that are higher quality that you can trust is important, um, especially with something as complex as SEO, where you just you get different information from so many sources. So finding the sources that seem to be the most knowledgeable are really important. And I think we leaned a lot on Visitor to kind of help guide us. So whenever they would be talking about different things, we would kind of ask them, you know, can you provide us more information? And they'd send us different resources and links to read articles about. So there's some of the bigger SEO um, resources out there that are really valuable. And then Google stocks as well are very important, um, especially on the PPC side of things. Just trying to understand them. Google has so many resources and so many articles about what everything is. So you can go down a little bit of a rabbit hole reading different articles and trying to understand all the different aspects. But if you just kind of learn as you go, it's very manageable. Well, thank you very much for the plug. I appreciate it. (laughs) Um, And with that, you know, you said a little bit about platform and I'd love to explore that a little bit more because I know you just went through a new platform migration and you are probably one of the few um, merchants that I've heard of actually being on time with a new website launch. <laughs> so I'd love to, you know, explore that a little bit more. You know, what was it like going through a new website uh, you know, process where you came from like a custom card solution to a much more refined platform? Well, we weren't quite on time, <laughs> but that was to be expected. I don't, I don't think any of us expected to be on time. So when they gave us the initial uh, timeline, we kind of pushed it out a few more months. <laughs> but um, I think one of the most important things with when we decided to build the new website was taking our time and picking our partner um, who we wanted to work with. We spent several months interviewing various companies and deciding who we wanted to partner with. Um, and it was well worth it in the long run. Uh, for us, what was very important was we have a whole custom built side of our website that is for custom quoting for our secondary services. So we wanted someone who had experience in building custom quoting tools. Um, and then something else that was very important to us was a heavy emphasis on SEO. We wanted to make sure that whoever we worked with had knowledge in SEO. Um, you hear kind of some horror stories about launching new websites and having Um, issues with it and losing a lot of traffic and rankings. And we had some issues with the website we launched in 2016 initially, um, where some of our SEO wasn't in line the way it should have been. And we took a hit for a few months on traffic. And so that was something that was very important to us as well in looking for a partner, um, someone who understood SEO enough to that we had faith and confidence in them that the transition was going to go well. And then along those lines, having a partner like Visitor to ensure that we had two parties checking all the different SEO aspects to ensure a smooth transition was extremely helpful. Just kind of having both people double checking everything. They both had SEO checklists to make sure that the launch was successful and that we wouldn't have the same issues with SEO um, that we did, especially because we were switching platforms and it was a whole new website Um, outside of kind of the SEO emphasis. I think learning as much upfront as possible about the platform that you're building on and its capabilities um, is really beneficial. And having some kind of pre-thought-out strategy behind the basics like product pages, category pages, navigation, um, and kind of knowing how you want people to flow through your website is very helpful. Um, But at the same time, leveraging your partner's expertise to see their suggestions and kind of get that outside perspective as well. Before we even picked our partner, we spent 
several weeks just researching platforms to find what we thought was going to be the best fit and then looked specifically for developers that were expertise with that platform. Um, so we just, it was a lot of research. Like we didn't just, you know, um, pick and go. Like we spent a lot of time vetting out companies and even the platform before we made our decision to move forward. It was, it was a long process. We're not going to sugarcoat it. It was stressful, but it was also a great opportunity and well worth it in the long run. I love it. And I think so many, um, merchants out there, especially when you have lots of customization when it comes to like variable pricing um, and other functionality that B2B merchants need, a lot of merchants underestimate the time. So if you don't mind, would you maybe even share like what you think like a a good time frame is to do a new website project that you all kind of undertook? Um, (laughs) It's kind of hard for us to say. Our website is very complex because we do have the whole second half of it that is a custom built custom quoting tool. Um, And that made it a very challenging project. It's not just kind of an off the shelf standard e-commerce platform. Part of it is, but the other part's not. So our our site build was a long time. Um, From the time of looking at vendors and interviewing them all the way through the build, I mean, it was almost two full years. Um, which is obviously a very long time. Um, But like I said, I think a big part of that for us was how heavily um, or how how much time was spent on the custom built aspect of it. So it's it's a little hard to say because every website's obviously different, but with one that was as complex as ours, something else that was a little different for us is that we use our website as a tool internally. Our customer service reps, our engineers, they all use our website as well. So that adds kind of the complexities because the back end of the website needs to function um, to our needs on top of the front end functioning for customers' needs. But the B2B aspect definitely adds some different variables. Um, as you mentioned, having tiered pricing, we have customers who have not 30 terms and we wanted to allow them to place orders online. Um, and then being able to place custom orders online was all new for us. We had a, a quoting tool on our old website, but you couldn't order custom parts on the old website. So all of that was new um, on top of really building this from scratch since we are migrating platforms. One thing that I'm really excited to ask you all is around education because you have this complex, amazing website that you invested so much time and resources into. And you have a customer base and an internal team that may not know how to actually use it. So how do you like educate your customers that are online, your internal team that are taking the phone calls to answer questions? How do you all navigate them to use that website? Great question. We had a lot of internal training um, for several months before the launch of the website. Um, our customer service reps were doing training in the back end of the website and just navigating it when it was still a demo site so that they could get as used to it as possible. Um, I think something that helps us is the fact that our customer service reps do use the website as their product database, as their way of processing orders. So because they're on it um, all day, every day, it makes, you know, they just learn as they go as well. But we spent several months going through training to make sure that everyone was kind of up to speed on how it would work so that when they are the front line talking to customers, they can direct them on how to best utilize it. And then not just that, but communication throughout the website, I think is very important as well. Making sure that we have tooltips along the way, having different um, emails that are sent out when the accounts are created um, and 
all those different aspects as well and explaining how to maximize the benefits of their online account. Um, luckily, a lot of our customers are engineers and product developers, and they like kind of the tech aspect of it. And a lot of people wanted to be able to place their own orders and their custom orders online. So most of our customers were actually pretty excited. We had uh, really a lot of very positive customer feedback, which we weren't sure how customers would react, but it did end up being pretty positive, which was um, really exciting to hear that we were moving in the right direction and kind of um, migrating to continuing to innovate and make it easier for our customers. Um, along with like the internal training, another important part of it, I think for us was documenting our training and how to use the different aspects of the site. Because like Kate mentioned, um, the quoting tool is highly customized and there's other features um, specifically on the back end of the site are, that are highly customized. So we needed to document how to use the site um, so our sales and customer service reps knew what they were doing when they were interacting with customers um, because we didn't want to rely solely on the platform's documentation and how to use the site functionality because of all the customization we did. And with that, you have all these complex um, functionality with your site from custom quotes. And so it's very different from a traditional you know, e-commerce business. And not only does that create complications in actually building the website, but also when it comes to marketing and you know, goal measurement, et cetera. So how do you attribute and measure across all your different marketing channels, how successful they're being when you have so many different ways you can attribute um, success? Um, yes. Yeah, so our goals, um, <clears throat> we have several different goals we track here internally, um, but the goals kind of all mesh together. Um, as far as like our initial goal, obviously, is to get a new customer to the site and make an, an initial purchase, um, most likely sampling products. So hopefully that stock sample order um, eventually turns into a quote, which is another objective and goal of ours is, you know, um, increasing quotes. Um, hopefully they quote their custom project with us and then inevitably purchase the custom project with us, which is the ultimate end goal is converting customers to order custom parts. Um, because once they have their customization business with us, we expect that they're going to stick with us from here on out. Um, so they'll be a return customer in the future, hopefully, if their product inevitably takes off. Um, so, um, lost my train of thought, <laughs> but yeah, so basically tracking goals isn't as complicated as it would have sound as far as how, how complicated our business is because they're all intertwined. Um, and then we do a lot of, of data tracking and analyzing of our numbers that Kate's really good at managing. Yeah. Just kind of adding to that. I think it's easier now with the new website because people can place custom orders online. We can actually track all of that better. Previously, they could do a quote online, but we didn't actually track if they, we couldn't track if they were ordering it or not. Whereas now we actually can track through paid ads of this paid ad converted a stock order. And then 30 days later, they did a quote or, and then, you know, 10 days after that, they purchased the quote. We can actually track all of that now, which is really important and it makes it so much easier for us to determine what ad spend is worth it and what ad spend is, um, you know, not as successful if we're not getting as many quotes because it shows that the quality of customer might not be quite as high. Yeah. With that, because you have to create, you know, a quote and from a sample, I'm sure you all have a really long, long sales cycle. How do you manage all that? Yes, we definitely have a longer sale process um, because engineers are using our our enclosures to basically they're specking our enclosures into a product. So the product development phase can be longer um, 
some, there's really a variety between our customers, but for the most part, it is going to be a longer sale process as Aaron touched on. Um, you start typically with like the sample order and then maybe a few more, and then they start getting into kind of low volume production runs to, um, higher volume production runs. So with a longer sale process, um, we really we used to rely a lot on faith. Um, but once we started working with the visitor team, we realized that it wasn't hundred percent necessary. That's definitely still part of it, but being able to track um, further back on paid ads and track customers who not only place stock orders, but complete quotes help us to truly determine what ad spend is worth it. Um, we also tend to focus on different metrics than a lot of e-commerce businesses. For us, cost per order is more important than revenue generated per order because most of the first orders are smaller sample orders and um, the value of a quality customer comes down the road, not typically with their initial order. So we're not quite as worried about you know how much revenue was generated um, for every dollar we spent. For us, it's much more about getting the orders. And as long as they're the right customers, we know that they'll turn into long-time customers. And the value of that customer is so much more substantial in the long run than in the short run. Do you utilize retention tools such as like email marketing to stay up to, up to speed with them and, and try to get them back to buy larger orders later? Um, yeah, so we are starting to get much better with our email strategy here. Um, we we try to send out more valuable information and content versus like spamming our customers with self-promotional emails since um, being B2B, we don't really offer sales coupon or discounts. So there's not like a, a an instant buy incentive necessarily with our email. So we feel like we need to be sending them content and valuable information to their business um, to help them engage with it versus just trying to sell stuff through email. And when you mean that valuable information, do you mean kind of like educational content, educating them on your products or maybe even industry tips? Exactly. Industry tips and information, um, application information, ratings information, stuff that we feel like different groups in different industries can find valuable to their business. Great. And um, this is a random question, but how much of a repeat frequency do you have with customers? Like how much do they come back? How many times do they buy from you on average? It's hard to say. Once, as Aaron mentioned earlier, once someone is a customer and our product is specced into their product, they typically are a long term customer um, because they're going to continue buying from us for the life cycle of their product um, at, since it is part of their product build. That being said, not every customer is going to be a repeat customer. Um, that's kind of part of getting the volume of new customers that we do. We do have some hobbyists who come on just to do an electronics project at home, and they're probably not going to be a repeat customer. But the quality business customers who is our target market, they typically are customers for a very long time because they're going to continue buying for the life cycle of their product. And they'll continue to just order that same repeat, um, a lot of times customized order over and over again. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Um, something that you, you said a little bit earlier, you, you talk about conversion rates and I wanted to talk a little bit more about that. Is that a goal for you all? And, um, if so, how are you addressing to get a higher conversion rate? Yes. Conversion rates, definitely critical. Um, not just for getting more orders, but it tells us if we are getting the right customers to our website and if it's easy for them to browse our catalog and find what they need. We're always trying to make 
working with us as easy as possible. Um, and a huge part of that is for customers to be able to find exactly what they need, be able to find the product information that they need, have all of the drawings online, be able to quote their custom project online and have all that information readily available. So a big part of conversion rates for us is we know we're getting customers to the website. Um, are we converting them then? And the way that we do that is, like I said, making it as easy as possible for them to browse the catalog and find exactly what they need um, and have all the information available to them. If they get there and they can't find what they need you know, quickly, a lot of them will bounce and search Google again. And so making sure that they have everything right there um, is really important and just kind of always trying to make their experience better. Yeah, and something to add to that too, it can really hurt your search engine rankings too. If you are, you know, if you have a poor user experience and Google sending you tons of traffic and they're leaving right away, going back to Google, as you said, um, that will also hurt your SEO rankings. So <laughs> it can hurt in a lot of ways by not having the right, you know, information on site and CAD drawings. Um, with that, I know that you are B2B and obviously you're gonna have a lot of desktop traffic, uh, being that people need to download CAD drawings and more, but do you see a bigger shift from even mobile traffic now than maybe ever before? Yeah, so we definitely see some traffic from mobile, um, which has grown from what it was like five years ago, but the nature of our business and products really are best suited for desktop use. Um, so we do recognize mobile is important. And although it's not a primary focus for us, we want to give those users who are finding us on mobile a good experience still. So we made sure we incorporated responsive design with the newest web build. Both of you have just a wealth of experience um, that you've gained throughout the years and could be more impressed with um, how you've really helped build Polycase. Do you have any advice or anything for any B2B merchant out there that's always been traditionally like a catalog or offline is now going online? Yeah, I think um, B2B companies have definitely been a little slower to adapt to the online marketplace and e-commerce, but I think it is really important and it continues to grow in importance because people like having information readily available to them. So being able to have all of the product information on your website and make it really easy for people to go and get whatever information they need is really important. Um, and I think a lot of, especially our customers, find a lot of value in that. Um, not only that, you are opening um, opening your doors to having so many more customers and so much more potential just with how many people search Google, um, you know, if they need a different product or they need something for their business. The first thing they do is they go and search um, online for it. And so you really are opening yourselves up to a lot more business potential and a much bigger um, customer base by being e-commerce. Um, and again, I think the other biggest part of it is just people having the information readily avail available. Um, and I think more people than you would expect like having the information online and being able to just complete their purchase without having to go through and maybe fill out a purchase order or pick up the phone to call or email. Like they like just being able to complete their transaction online. All right. And finally, what do you view as the future of e-commerce? E-commerce is really important in mine and Kate's eyes, like at least for our business. And it's going to just become more and more prevalent, um, not only in the retail space and B2C space, but B2B, like we're talking about. Um, it's definitely a constantly chase, changing landscape. Um, so you need to do your research and keep up with what's going on with it. Um, but it's definitely important to find a way to grow and change with it, um, especially 
with B2B, which like Kate mentioned earlier, has been a little bit slower to adapt to e-commerce. All right. Thank you, Kate and Aaron. I appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for joining the e-commerce growth series. And a big thank you to Kate Began and Aaron Berger at Polycase. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at ron at visitor.com and we'll see you next time. <laughs>